0: The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat, the self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform.
1: Okay, we literally just like a few, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get up. We the front of, of you with the truth that they offer you get. Yeah, hands up, we do it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keeping it real and stay solid just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can't get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they're getting closer. More over, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like just I told you, coming from the land with the tie roller. We'll be on the whole different vibe though we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like stevie wonder waking up with his eyes closed yeah got the kind of flow that rocked the boat all my 16s are pounds of dope and if you figure you can hang with me on the mic to grab some rope matter of fact better grab some hope while you at it we keep it live it's time to tune in turn up the sound on what you're using it goes so hard i think it's bruising the show is 2020 no need to zoom in Yeah.
2: Hey, what's up? This is your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. Yes, all of it, all together. And uh, we got another episode of a business minute. And today, I got another guest. Kiddo, an independent wrestler slash artist slash photographer slash director. Bro, this man does every, he's a renaissance man. That's the best way I can describe it. Brother, before we go any further, let me just give you your flowers while you're here. I've been stalking your Instagram. <laughs> over for like the past week I've been stalking you bro and I'm in love with your work your use of lighting your use of your work like even the energy you bring even when showing yourself in every facet I've been amazed by so thank you for taking time out of your day to do this interview brother
1: and I appreciate you guys uh you know we just out here I'm just trying to highlight the best blackness that I can So, if I, you can get a little glimpse of that, and just whatever I'm doing, I'm happy, and my mission is complete. So I, I definitely appreciate that goal is accomplished.
2: More power to you, brother. So uh, we're going to start with our first question, and, and, and it's an obvious one: um, What really started your inspiration into professional wrestling?
1: Man, I had this friend when I was in like maybe I think we were like kindergarten or first grade. His mom from the south; she loved WCW to just always go over, and we would just watch WCW. And so again, kindergarten. So this is what 1992, 1993 ish. So we would just go and watch WCW, and just from that, the first moment, I it was it was a wrap.
2: Oh man, oh man, I remember those days. Uh, it it was my thing. Uh, Thunder, you know, Nitro, uh, even on Saturdays. You know, you, you had to. Oh
1: yeah, Worldwide was that was my jam. That was we we, we didn't have have cable at my house, so like it was worldwide on public TV. That that's what that's what kept me when I wanted my friend up.
0: Yeah, live from the power plant. Yeah. So, well, what I wanted to know is like how you how did you go about making this like a profession for you? Because I mean, like like uh, Sir said before, like you, you dabble in a lot of stuff. So how did that become something where you're just like you know, that's a part of where I'm putting my energy into.
1: It's a funny story. Um, I was, after college, like, I went and I taught English in Korea, um, and I ran track all the way up post-college, ran at Olympic trials, in, and I just needed something to do. And I actually came across Marty Bell um, way, way back in the day, like, when she was first getting started. Got it, uh, and She linked me with Mia Yim, who was wrestling at CZW at the time. And she was like, yo, go meet my friend, um, Mia. She's awesome. I went down. Awful win. Never been to an indie show. Never, like, I saw CZW, like, on TV, like, public access when I was young. And I went, and I fell in love immediately. I was just like, okay, I have to do this. Met her, linked up, talked to her, talked to Black Gs, and I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Like, this blended everything I love. And, like, who didn't want to do this as a kid? But my first indie show sold me completely. Like, and I was like, all right, I'm doing, like, it was like the day after my birthday. Like I was like, all right, I'm dropping everything. This is what I'm doing. Like I don't have to think about it. Signed up. The Next day I showed up. Good tryout.
2: Wow, wow. Okay, so how long have you been doing independent wrestling?
1: Um, I it's almost um, I almost don't want to count this year, but uh, next year we'll make will be ten years.
2: Whoa! So you're a, you you got
1: the experience, bro? Yeah, I've been around for for a while. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. Um. I don't, my age is one of those things where I keep it kind of hidden. Like people, people that know me know, but people don't realize because I've done more behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see more things that I've had my hand in than you'll actually see of me in wrestling. And so I took about three and a half, almost four years to just do stuff that wasn't necessarily me wrestling in wrestling. So combined, I've been 10 years in. Wow,
0: awesome! So, with with yeah, you kind of alluded to some of the stuff that you do, you know, that wasn't just in the ring. Kind of share with the the viewers kind of some of the stuff that you do do. Because I want you to be able to to put out everything that you got, man. What we can do, how we can support.
1: So, in in regards to wrestling, um, I literally do it all. Um, there are times where I'll go to a show. I will wrestle. I wrestled in the main event done all the commentary for every match up to my show, filmed the whole show, um, helped put matches together, helped formulate talent. Um, at, all, at There was a short spin for about three years where I was the ring announcer for an all-women's promotion. So I really do it all. Like I want to be that guy in wrestling you can count on that does every single thing. I can run lighting. I can film your show. I can edit your show. I can do the graphics. Whatever you need me to do, I have the skill set. So I do it all.
2: And and that's why I was so enamored with you in particular, why I wanted to interview you, because I saw the different things you were doing. Um, You even made a kind of a kidding post where you were designing your ring gear, and you were saying, you know, coronavirus got me busy. And I'm like, man, this guy is really talented, because I'm on the outside, you know, but I've seen some shoddy stuff from people trying to make their own, but your stuff looks legitimate, and it's distinguished. It, it really looks like your own. And that's what brought me to your
1: art. That's what, that's my thing. I, I don't want anybody to ever, that's one thing above all. A lot of people want to be, I, I'm here to be me. I don't care what anybody else says. My lasting impression is when you met me, you knew that I was me and I was always me. I'm not trying to be like nobody else. I don't want to do it anybody else's way. Um, I, I once at a seminar met Kevin Nash and he told me, and it was the craziest thing. I didn't get it until a few years ago. He was just like, you won't succeed in professional wrestling because you're too smart and you're too good at too many things. It doesn't work Mm. that way. And it it always hit me. It's like, dang, that's messed up to say to somebody. But here we are almost 10 years and I'm like, I get it. And he's right. Like, and it's crazy. just like, he is, it doesn't work that way. But I'd rather have it no other way. I'd rather not make it big and always people go, all right, I remember him because he was him. That's more important for me
0: saying that i don't want to make it seem like you're trying to emulate anyone but is there someone that that is in the business that you you see that is doing the same thing that gives you that inspiration to keep going because i know sometimes that can be demoralizing here and you know you're too smart to be able to do this right. so is there somebody that that you see doing that now that you you really take inspiration for
1: um in regards to like inspiration there's no, i don't think there's that I, I there's nobody that does it like me and i'm but there are people like I look at the people that I came up with and the people that supported me when I wasn't doing any of this stuff, the people like um, some of my closest friends when I was coming up in wrestling, you know, Mia Yim, I look at her now on TV and she's killing it. Um, Shane Strickland who's now, those are like the people that I look up to because we literally all came from the same place. Like we had similar upbringings in life. Like we hit the roads, like we kind of grew into who we were at the same time. So like, I look at my friends, people that they said would never do it, me again, because she's a female, Asian female, oh, you're not gonna make it in wrestling, she's on TV. Like, um, for my size, he's a guy, oh, he was never gonna make it, and look at him out here killing it. So I look at my friends who have like, been like, you know what, at these people, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So those are my inspirations, really.
2: Wow, I, I think that's powerful. Um, a lot of people, a lot of times it's hard to say that you're happy to see other people live in the dream when you have the common dream, but just hearing your passion for the business period where you don't have to be on the forefront. You're just happy to be a part of it says a lot about your character. You know, you just want to see the machine moving. And I, I think everybody has a different idea of success, but if you're doing what you want to do in any facet you can for a business that you love, I envy you, brother. I envy you, honestly, because you legitimately sound happy. and oh, I'm, oh,
1: happy. I am so blessed to be, to see the people that, like, again, if you follow me, it's never, I always say, it's never about me. I sit and I talk about my skill set, but it's, I don't ever want it to be about me. I've had so much success in, in life already doing so many things, even outside of wrestling that people don't even get the opportunity to do i touched on so many things. This is not about me anymore. I don't want to, I get so happy when I see my friends killing it. Like, when I see people that genuinely are great people, when I see them killing it, and I can just even be a little part of that, oh, I'm good. If I can just be, if you, if I can surround myself in, like, a circle of people that are just out here killing it, and they're happy, that's my energy, and I'm good. Like, you'll you'll hear, like, even now, like, I get excited just thinking about the people that, like, y'all are doing it, and i'm happy you're giving me energy i can keep going i've wanted to quit so many times Mm. i see my friends killing it and i'm just like all right i can keep on going a couple you know a little bit longer y'all are just y'all are refilling that energy i think
0: think, yeah i think that's the real positive thing about having people in your life that that do do that like even if they're on a totally different you know path than what you're doing as long as they're able to to really do what they love and you get that energy and, and they push you to become the better, better version of yourself that you can be. I think that's, that's really what's, what's inspirational about your whole story. You know what I mean? Cause like it seems like you're selfless and you're really willing to, to do what you can for not only the people that you know, but also the people that are, are, are pushing forward to, to be able to do the best that they can. So I wanted to just say kudos on that man. Cause like a lot of times, you know, me outside looking in, you know, you hear all those stories about people kind of being cutthroat with one another, but someone just being able to, to lend a hand and, and honestly take the time even to talk with us. I just wanted to say thank you for that because, you know, there's been a lot of people that Jeremy's tried to reach out to that, you know, sometimes don't give us that opportunity or, or may try to do it for, you know, and we, we just want to shine a light on, on all black people trying to do, do well and, and anybody who's trying to do well, to be honest with you.
1: Back. Yeah, we just got—we gotta grow. We're all—we all one people, man. Especially us as, as black folks, brown folks. We—if we can't do for each other, I can't. You know, we can't expect anybody else to do for us. So, anybody that's especially brown people, if I can't—if I can't stop for a minute, I'm failing. I'm failing you. Like you hit me up, and I was just like, all right. I might have a moment to answer right now, but when I get a moment, right, I'm going to respond. Because if I can't take that one second, how can I ever expect anybody to support me? That's mm. a, that's what my granddaddy told me. A long time ago, you got to do right by people. And, you know, and too many people worry about being liked and all that fun stuff. Who, somebody posted it. I don't know if you, you guys saw Fences, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll have that one line, you know, too many people spend too much time worrying about people being liked. I'm just worried about doing right by people and people doing right by me. That's, that's the most important thing. for If right. so I can take a couple minutes, oh, I'm more than happy to
2: we appreciate you bro so i'm i'm going to transition to my next question cuz it's more specifically about you um it's it's always beautiful to talk about the successes of following a dream but a lot of times i feel like it would be unfair to not talk about the steps it took to get there i feel like we'd be selling an incomplete dream right. so that being said what were some of the obstacles you encountered along the way of following this dream
1: um too many so even bef- before the journey began i grew up as a cripplingly shy kid like i'm the kid i do come from a black family you know we all about the events all about getting together i would hide in my room like and i didn't even release that until like college and so for me to be in wrestling at all like that that was that's always been a big hindrance up until i really found my voice maybe a few years ago like really found it so that's always been a hindrance um and it's, this sounds so arrogant, but I don't mean it to come across that way. Yeah. I was never a person that truly felt failure, like, in regards to, like, being athletic and really, like, I've always succeeded in every sport and every, like, athletic endeavor. Um, probably, I think, my second month in wrestling, I broke down and cried my eyes out because I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think it was so hard for me. And it was like, and that was my own perception. It Was that it was hard? Mind you, I picked it up a lot quicker than most people. Apparently, my brain didn't see that. I literally, after tra- sitting at training, I literally stopped in the middle of a workout, walked out. Mind you, if you guys from this is at the ECW arena. That's where I trained to be a wrestler. Like, sat outside of steps where these, where people, where there's a history of tough, rough dudes bawling my eyes out. No one could tell me anything ready to quit, ready to cry. And it broke me so bad. Like one of the most soul-crushing moments in my life was, I don't think I can do that. I'm not good enough. And it took, and it, that sat with me for so long. Um, it broke me down. It made me almost bitter. And I had the tip on my shoulder for the longest time. And it took me forever to get that. Um, so I was, that's, one, that's one part of the story I will never not tell. Like I cried. And it wasn't like a little tear note. It was bawling. You could probably hear me down the block. And I don't hide that. I'm not scared to admit that because it was a part of this person that you see now. That had to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was such a test. And just you know, the normal stuff. I've had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. And that comes from years and years of being high-level athlete, like just surgeries and prolonged things that have hindered me from really achieving anything um and then just not being able to do it just mentally as a black dude just like all right there's only room for a couple of us you're not that one and that's a real feeling I've always had so for me it's always been the biggest hindrance has always been me being in my head
0: with that with that you talking about that hindrance and kind of getting out of your head like how did you do that was it just going through stuff and, and just, or what, did you have some help with, with people? I mean, of course you got friends that'll probably help you out, but how, how did you kind of get over that hurdle?
1: I had to, they, well, of course I had, I had friends again. I, there's a few people, I'm mean, not going to people able but they know exactly who they are, who, who stepped up to the plate big time, who do you've got something that you can't create you can't sell. And you, you have to get it together for yourself was one of the realest things I ever heard. You have to get it together for yourself. Um, there was a person specifically who hit me with, again, some of the realest stuff was just like, okay, so your trainer did their part and it's time for you to go. Too often you get stuck in this bubble and you're scared to move. And that your, your movement is hindering you so much. You're so scared and you're so stuck that you're not allowing yourself to blossom and grow. Um, and that just me just saying, you know what, dude, you invested all that money, all that time. I lived in New York when I first started training and I was driving from New York to Philly every single day to come train, Shit. missing the bus, like back. My job's a teacher at the time. So like missing the bus to come back, having to get up and go teach the next day, coming down every weekend for shows, driving the ring truck. And I sat and I thought like, dude, you literally quit two jobs to move down to Philly and wrestle. Oh, you're not gonna give it up. You're not gonna just quit. You're gonna get it together like you always do, and you just wanna make it happen. And just, I sat and I just spent time developing who I was and was like, all right, I can't be a character. I have to just be, because what you see is me. And that was, I had to say, you know what, you're good enough as a person, and it'll elevate your character. And there's been no turning back since.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Sacrifice. That's, that's it, man. That's- to put yourself in a position where there's no turning back. Yeah. I, I I totally understand that. I totally understand that. So let me transition to another question really quick. 10 years is a lot of experience. Is there any one memory that comes to mind that lets you that kind of click the switch that made you realize that I, I'm doing it. I'm doing what I want.
1: Um, if I had one particular moment, yes. And it's such a taboo thing. Um, I was wrestling for this, this company. My friend was booking the shows and he stopped. And the company still had faith in me, uh, to just continue. But what, I found that uh, the moment that it hit me was when I realized I have the ability to, to make people day. Like we hear all the time we engage in emotion, but I had someone come to me one day and say, "You know what? I was having the absolute worst day like that you could imagine. And even in booing you, I felt so much love and appreciation, even even after the show, you come in to spend your time and say hello." it literally meant the world to me like you saved me from really being in a deep place and that moment for me was just like dang like this that's that's what I want to feel mm-hmm. that's that moment i want people i want people to feel that every single time that i do anything like in life not even just beyond wrestling if i can have people say you touched me like in a way, like, in that sort of way, that is, that's life, that's a life-changing, like, feeling that. That's when it clicked. I was just like, well, I can do this, and I'm going to do this.
0: So, I I went, like, I I remember what you were saying just a a little while ago, where you were going from, like, New York to Philly, you said, and you, and you said that you were a teacher, too, so you were, you were doing multiple jobs. I want to The reason I bring that up is because I I wanted to really kind of take emphasis on the fact that you you did multiple things to make sure that your dream happened. So, you know, you were saying that you were teaching and you had two other jobs before then?
1: So when I first started training, I was teaching. I also had my own little freelance like graphic design. And then I was um, the weekend like stock manager for retail store and then ended up being a um, corporate, like, on the corporate, like, design team, and so I was working all three of those jobs, um, because living in New York isn't cheap (laughs) at all, and so I was doing all that, um, just to really get by, and just to, like, do what I could to just make a better life for myself, but when wrestling happened, I was just like, all right, I can't keep, I'm jeopardizing my future outside of wrestling, being, you know, being tired for work, this is going to leave nasty, like, if I do transition, I can't look for a recommendation for people that I haven't been giving my 100% to. So I had to just make the conscious decision that wrestling was going to be something that filled a certain void. And I knew, like something in my heart just told me, if this is going to open up so many other doors and open up so many avenues inside yourself, you can give all this up and you'll get it back. And so just that was the sacrifice I was willing to make, not only just for wrestling, but for who
2: the person I wanted to be outside of that. Love it. So my next question, Um, this is one of my infamous questions. And the reason I say infamous is because it's a long-term question, you know, um, where would you like to see yourself as a person, as an artist, as a photographer, as a designer, in all facets, where would you like to see yourself in one year, in three years, and then in ten years,
1: Absolutely. that's oh, that's, that's an easy question for me. I don't so, know how people have issues. So in one year, I'm writing a book. I want my book to be done, published, and uh, good to go. That's my one year, my one year goal. Um, you said one year, five, and then so five years from now, I want my nonprofit to be established, or at least on the forefront to being established. I want to be able to, I want to open up a polishing school. Um, outside of four young, like inner city kids to come and just learn the skills that we didn't learn in school, stuff that now here at my age, I'm just like, why didn't anybody teach me this? Like the skills that I have now, if I would have had those at 19, I'd be somewhere else doing something crazy. And in 10 years, I just, 10 years from now, I just want to be happy. That's my 10-year goal. I just want to be happy and fulfilled. What I'm doing is in the Lord's hands, but outside of that, like, I just want to be happy and be be fulfilled in whatever I'm doing.
0: What can I, like, the only thing I was going to ask is how we can support you, how we can be able to, you know, back you as far as that's concerned, because, like, man, it's all about just making sure that, that we do what we can for one another.
1: Supporting me, I was keep doing your thing. That's the biggest thing. You keep you doing your thing and just keep me in the loop. Like, that's because me, allowing me to support y'all is going to help me in in the long term. Um, I got links posted everywhere um, for everything. Art, we're kind of slowing down on right now just because I can't do shows. Fashion just drops when it drops, honestly. Um, and just keep my eye on the book stuff. That's, that's the big endeavor, the book. I really wanted to touch people, so that's gonna. That's kind of where all my energy is going right now. Um, the book, and I'm looking to buy a wrestling ring. I'm not gonna tell people what for, but I'm looking to buy a wrestling ring, and we're gonna work that out.
2: Hey, I like to hear uh, new endeavors. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm always on the lookout for that, man. Um, two final things. Uh, my next question is a typical question I gotta ask a wrestler. I have to. I just have to. I just have to. If there's any particular wrestler i don't care what promotion i don't care living or passed on just any particular wrestler you would like to have a program with who would you oh, choose god,
1: the great mood without question we could hey. do magic i mean i could <laughs> do magic like nobody oh my god i i dream about this we could have a program that would could potentially change wrestling and i would take that thought to the grave
0: Who? I was not, not
1: expecting that.
0: <laughs> no, nobody – see, everybody expects, like, the, either the WWE or, or the AEW folks, or, or sometimes you get the New Japan people. But to go all the way, like, as far as what you did with, with the great Buddha, I'll tell you on that one.
2: He, he was going to say, I fucks with you. That's what he was going to say. I know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know
0: I'm it. <laughs> to be, I got my 8-year-old in the back, so I can't really <laughs> yell and cuss like I want to. So.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, kiddo, I got one final question. And we'll wrap up the interview with this. The hardest thing in the world is to take an idea or a dream and pursue it. It's also the scariest. What words of encouragement would you have for someone who just has a dream and they're concerned what everyone else would think, or if they're concerned about failing, what words of encouragement would you have for them?
1: Um, that was my biggest struggle, just getting over people's perceptions of, uh, of me. Um. I would say just we have to just think of, you have to think about just too often we think about what other people think what about what other people want um, and we have to start realizing that so often that when people think about their perceptions of us it's based upon what they've created the idea of you that they've created in their own head it's not your job to live up to that mm. your expectations have to be your own because everyone else's expectations for you, for the most part, are, are inherently selfish because it's what they want for you or what they can get out of you. Um, and it's, that's not a bad thing. That's what we are as people. But I think too often we put other people's opinions above ourselves. Um, and so I just tell people, learn to say no. Um, don't be scared and just understand that you are at this very moment more than likely the best version of you Um, and it can you have to make the conscious decision to be better so just go out there and do it because the worst that people can say is no
2: that is and that's the mindset I carry going forward I reach out to so many and I'm I just be honored you know to receive a response back so that's thank you so much
1: Mm -hmm. and thank you guys I appreciate you guys so much like I I definitely feel the energy feel the good vibes from you guys
2: Absolutely, and before you go, I just want to give you an opportunity to plug your social media. If anybody wanted to follow you or see your work or check out some of, you know, uh, the art that you do, because y'all, I'm telling y'all, this dude is a beast. This yeah, dude I'm is. I'm looking beast.
0: at that one in the back. I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, right. Be, no, right behind you. The, oh, yeah, Janet. yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, that's that's my Janet piece. All of my art is centered around um, strong black women for the most part. Yes, and that it's that's important to me. Can I snap? Uh, I'm going to snap. I was raised by a black mama. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so, yeah. Slay Dead Slay on Instagram and Twitter for wrestling. At Hey Kid Vicious for art, photography, and just um, the book stuff. Um, yeah. All the other Everything's linked through those things. So you can click on any one of my links. It'll take you where you got to go.
2: All right. And I'm pretty sure we put a nice little graphic above his head. With all his information, just like he stated. And with that being said, shout out to Kiddo Desmond Row in the building, y'all. It's been your boy, sir, your boy, Mr. Stokes, and we are out.